Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Welcome back to Kingsgate Church. Last week, we talked about what? Does anybody remember? We'll put it on the screens to give you all a hint. What did we talk about last week? Change begins in the mind. Well, it's already up there now. Too late. Change begins in the mind, right? And one way that you change, everybody's all, no, I knew the answer, right? Change begins in the mind. One way that you change or allow God to transform your mind is you got to change your habits. Somebody say amen. Got to change your habits. So let's talk again about spirit, soul, and body. Do I have my actors in here? He's, he's like, that's me, brother. I'm spirit. Come on, come on up. Come on up. Do I have, where's Noe and John? John's the body. Jonathan, the body center right there. There you go right there. Stand right there. All right. Noe, all right. Noe's like, again, man, praise God. I don't know what to do. There's sweat coming down. That's okay. That's okay. Let me talk to you again about spirit, soul, and body. You say, man, why is this so important? Well, pastor's been talking about this for months with folks in the spiritual warfare class. All right? Many people do not understand this. Many people think modern psychology has taught us that we're just, we're just a body and a mind. We can help them in their mind. They're going to be all right. Well, you're so much more than that. You were created in the image and likeness of God. Are you still with me? If God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, which he is according to Scripture, we are a spirit, all right? This guy right here is a spirit. I want your spirit man, spirit woman to be big and strong like this, all right? So this is the spirit man, okay? This is the inside of you, lives forever, all right? Spirit, you are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions, all right? Your spirit and your soul, they live and they go on forever, okay? Whether in heaven or hell, say, I can't believe you mentioned that. It's my service, right? God gave me this service through my dad many years ago, so let's just talk about it. He entrusted this to me. He say, you can't mention hell in church. Jesus mentioned it, so we're going to talk about heaven and hell, okay? And right living and how important it is that you understand that spirit and soul, they live forever, your soul, once again, is not saved when you accept Jesus. Are you all with me? We say that. It sounds good. It's real churchy. They've been saying it for centuries. Man, there were 50 souls saved. I beg to differ. It just sounds weird for us to say there were 50 spirits saved on Sunday morning. Ah, your spirit man or woman is saved, right? The inner man, the inner person is saved. When you accept Jesus, immediately the spirit is reborn. But how many of you know that your thinking patterns still need to be worked on, huh? You accepted Jesus, you say, why am I still struggling with, with this junk? You may have made poor decisions, you may have come from some tough stuff, but this is the area that really needs work and people don't know it. Dad's been talking about this for a couple of months now, maybe a few months, and it's so important because people think, I'm saved, and they get discouraged because they still struggle with weird thoughts, or they, they have a propensity to want to get into an old addiction or something else. Well, that's the soul realm. Mind, will, and emotions, okay? So your spirit was saved. Now we got to have our soul realm, our mind, renewed. Somebody say renewed. That's right. That's your responsibility. The spirit, that's God's responsibility. The soul, mind, will, and emotions, and your body, that's your responsibility. Y'all with me still? And I know soul realm and body realm are uncomfortable. Why? Because we deal with those the most, it seems like. 
I mean, I should have brought some guys up here that were six, eight, and seven foot, really, because to properly represent. You say, man, well, you got a big guy for spirit there. But yeah, this is proportionally speaking here and comparatively speaking, because most of the time our soul and body dominate us. Our spirit has nothing to say to us. We do stuff out. Hey, even as believers, come on, I'm going to mess with someone. We do stuff out of strange motives, jealousy, hurt. You say, man, that's the world, pastor. Hey, we're human too, and we've got to renew the mind so that we're not doing stuff out of weird motives. And Are you still with me? Now the body, well, you got to deal with that. Say, man, I don't care about my body. Man, my spirit, man, is on the way to heaven. I don't care. I'm just going to eat Cheetos and not exercise ever. That's between you and God. But I'm going to tell you what. You may live to be 80 and be miserable. Folks look at me and go, oh, Pastor Matt, you're just naturally slim and stuff. Okay, I have some lean genetics. But, but, believe it or not, I watch what I eat. Believe it or not, I have a beautiful wife who goes, baby, you got you to work out. Who, who loves working out in here? Just be honest, though. Don't impress me. Who loves working out? Y'all are young, cancel. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I thought I'd be relevant. You know, there's been a lot of that going on. I'm messing with y'all. Let's do it again. Raise your hands. I'm kidding. Raise your hands again if you like to work out. Y'all can do it. Of, my, of course, my wife, Frank, some of the other folks. Elaine likes to work. Elaine will run. Until the cows come home, man. She will run and run and run. Okay, okay. But that, that's a minority in here. Did you notice that? I don't like working out. I'm like a dog. If you can get, if I'm feeling good and you have a basketball court or a ball to chase, a soccer ball or a basketball, I'll do that. But once it's down to rep, I'm like, rep, are we done? Right? But your body is your responsibility. Your body is your responsibility. This is the body, this is the soul, this is the spirit. I'm, I'm going over this slowly, and I'm repeating. Why? Because it's so important. Your spirit was saved immediately when you accepted Jesus. But your soul, mind, will, and your emotions, that's an area of battle, and so is your body, isn't it? If it was up to me, if it was up to me, and I thought nothing's going to affect me, I can just live to 90 and be healthy no matter what I do, I would drink a 24-pack of sodas every day. I would. Yeah, some are going, what? I love it. I love sodas. People are like, I like water. Well, good for you. <laughs> good for you. I'm so impressed. But let's be real. Water is it's wonderful for you. Without water, cells can't multiply and divide and all this stuff. But if it was up to me, I'd be doing Dr. Pepper, Pepsi, Sprite on the days I wasn't doing the hard stuff, Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew. I'd be lit. It'd be crazy. But how many of you know that doesn't make sense? Several years back, there was a girl who was, I think she was 21 years of age, and she was, her, her organs were shutting down. They took her to the hospital. They figured out what was going on with her. This was a news report. She'd been eating chicken nuggets her whole life. Just chicken nuggets. I don't know what else with that. Maybe she drank water to balance it out. But can you imagine? That's all she wanted to eat was chicken nuggets, and her body was shutting down. Now, chicken nuggets are great if you like those, right? But how many of you know you got to take care of this body while you're on the planet? 
and this is for somebody in here. I, someday, someday, maybe, maybe I'll teach it. Maybe me and Pastor Jen or both of us or one of us, we need to teach a health and nutrition class. I say, man, you're getting in my business. No, not to be hateful or anything. No. I want people to live long and be healthy. But I'm going to tell you right now, the inactivity of Americans right now, we're all Americans in this house. You live in America. I say, well, I'm not. Well, you're American now. That's the beauty of America. You are whatever American. You're American now. So, so man, say the problem with Americans is our inactivity, and that tears our body up. I had a grandpa who was amazing, my grandpa Treadwell. Amazing man of God. God blessed him. He was filled with the Spirit later in life, but he'd saved man of God, missionary, and he was very sedentary, and that came to get him eventually. He lived to be 91 still, and not everybody's going to do that. But you'd be surprised the power of a walk and laying off fast food and sweets. You'd be shocked. You'd be shocked. Why'd y'all get so quiet? Wow, it's, it's true. It, the power of a walk. Said, man, I, I walk with a limp. Then gangsta limp it on your walk, man. <laughs> do what you got to do around the block. If that's how you walk. I've seen people, my wife and I have been on walks, and there are dudes like that. And they're, like, they're walking like this. I'm like, I don't know if his leg really hurts or he's just, he's representing. That, w- that would do something weird to one of those legs. But you got to do something. You got to get active. Take care of that body. But today we're going to be talking about this area right here, the soul realm, mind, will, and emotions. Are you still with me today? Let's go give a hand clap to our uh, gifted actors here, if you would, please. Go ahead and be seated, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now, why are habits so powerful? You could almost preach me a sermon, couldn't you? You could almost preach me a sermon about habits. Thank you, sir. Habits can change the course of your life. Habits, for better or worse, I'm telling you right now, they can make you or break you. So let's talk about that today. I'm going to review some things. You say, man, Pastor Matt, we talked about this last week, making new habits and changing our habits because change begins in the mind. Yeah, but if you didn't memorize it, hey, we've got to hit this again. It takes us a while to get stuff. My point number one from last week was identify. How do I make new habits? Identify problem areas. You say, man, I don't even know how to identify problem areas. If you're drinking, let's just be real. If you're drinking more than one soda a day, that's a problem area. Sorry. Say, yeah, but my, we knew a lady that went to the Spanish ministry years ago. You can ask Pastor about it sometime. She drank so many sodas that her kidneys shrunk to about like that. Wiped her out. Just wiped her out. Her kidneys just about vanished. They were just, you ever, you ever done the experiments of putting chicken bones in Coca-Cola or something like that? You say, man, I don't know how powerful some of those sodas are and stuff. You should try this. You can, you can degrease your driveway with some of that stuff. You can. You can get the ring out from your, nothing else will get it out. You can put soda in the, in the toilet and get the ring out of there. See, folks know. But then we drink that stuff, man, like it's water. Say, man, I'm, I'm hurting. I don't know why. I'm only on my seventh soda today. <laughs> identify problem areas. You can also identify areas of success. Let's go to Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12. 
Say, how can I identify? Well, this is beautiful because you can start with the word as a believer. Many believers have never read their Bibles, and I want to change that. I want you to be part of that big change in this country and as part of this world, as citizens of God's kingdom. you got to start reading your Bible. If you're a believer, believers believe and they read the instruction manual. Verse 12, Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. If you've ever read your Bible with an open heart, an open mind, you could say, wow, God's working on me in that area. God's working on me in that area. I read the Word this morning, and it hit me over and over again. Not just areas He's working on me, but areas I need to know about, areas that are important problem areas and areas of success, but also areas that I need to have a revelation in. What's a revelation? It's a deeper knowing and understanding of something God has already said. It becomes a revelation to you, all right? It's revealed to you. It starts with the Word. Let's go to Matthew 7, 16. We did this last week. Matthew 7, 16. Jesus himself said in the red letters, look at this. You got a red letter edition Bible? It's in red. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. I've heard people say, oh, man, no, he's, he's a Christian. I'm all, really? He said, yeah, he's a Christian, but he just happens to sell meth. Cancel. <laughs> she's a believer, but, man, she's hateful. She's always cussing at people. Mm. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Are some people believers and they just act crazy? Oh, sure. Sure. They didn't take care of the, see, the spirit man was already awakened and reborn, but the soul area and the body, all oh, those are runaway trains. I've been around people who are supposed to, and I've been around people who are supposed to be believers, and they're just, I'm like, wait, what did you just say? We're supposed to be believers, and they're talking dirty. I'm like, why are you even talking about that right now? Why, why are you bringing that? That's crazy. Saying crazy stuff. Why? Out of, out of the abundance of the heart, out of the abundance of the soul, the mouth speaks. Scripture translates soul and spirit as heart many, in many places. So you've got to look into the original Greek and Hebrew on that. You say, man, I'm not going to do that. Well, what you need to do, though, is start reading your Bible. Because it will, even from straight English, all these great translations they have, it's enough to deal with forever, the rest of our lives. God's word is there. You say, man, that's just a religious book. Oh, no, I watched my parents live it. It's not religious. My wife and I live it. I, I've watched people around me that have been solid in the word, and they live it. They live it. No, it doesn't have to just be religious. No. Religion is man's system for reaching God, and it fails. Y'all with me? Religion is from the soul realm. Religion says, oh, let's make it complicated now. You know what the Hebrew rabbis say? I was talking to dad about this. The other day. You know what the Hebrew rabbis say? There are 613 precepts that we've got to follow in the Old Testament. 613! I mean, I can count, but can I count that high? Or would I have the time to count that high? Thank God for Jesus who said, love God, love others. He said all the law and the prophets are summed up in this. Okay? So let's go back to this. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Hmm, nope. A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce 
good fruit. You're going to have to go back and reread this later. Jesus is really hitting it on all points and all cylinders here. Verse 19, so every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Is that, is that pretty clear? Verse 20, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. All right. Just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Now, young man recently, he told me this. He, he, said, uh, he said he was put into a situation, and I'd been mentioning this in Bible study. He was put into a situation where somebody, and it, it, it was in this certain, uh, this certain situation, this person should not have been acting that way. They were a leader, and they were explaining the Bible, and they, they kept letting cuss words slip. Hmm. John and I the other day we were we were campaigning. I love beating the streets with John. I like to when I can during campaign season, I like to go with him once a week, put cards on doors, run from dogs, you know, whatever. It's so fun. I'm not even gonna get into all that. A little dog got me that day. That was that was shocking. But anyway, we ran into a dude. And he, he, he said, he, by his own confession, he said, man, he said, I'm a, I'm a rapper for Jesus. I said, okay, we're in the hood, okay, maybe. I'm a rapper for Jesus, yo. I don't know if he said yo, but I made it sound more like the 80s. <clears throat> I said, okay. And then we're talking, we're talking, and then he asked, and, at some, and, some, and I know there were some things that weren't connecting there. But we're talking, and then he said a cuss word. And he started talking to me, and right away I knew I was dealing with an unrenewed mind, and I knew that I was dealing with some funky fruit. Whether you're saved or not, that's between him and God. But I told him I was a pastor, and I said I had a wife, and I don't know if he didn't hear me, but he was right there, and he said, oh, what is that, a, some kind of a honey thing or something? And Yeah, well, what's going on there? I said, I just told you that's my wife. I said, I'm a man of God, man. Why wouldn't I be married? And then he said, well, you know the Catholics crucified Jesus. And I said, wait a minute. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've let some of the, no, I said, wait a minute. I said, I said, wait a minute. I said, and hey, doctrinally, I don't agree with Catholics on everything. I agree about Jesus. Praise God. And we can go from there. But I said, brother, number one, I said the Catholics weren't even invented until 300 years later. And I didn't get smart about it. I mean, unless they time traveled. I said, and I told him, I said, it was the Jews and the Romans. He said, yeah, I know, but they were Catholics. I'm like, dude, no. That was 300 years later the Catholic Church came around. So, no, they didn't crucify Jesus. So here's my point today. And some of you are like, that's amusing. Real life is stranger than fiction sometimes. You can identify a tree by its fruit, or you can, so you can identify people by their actions. And you could also say, man, well, maybe, maybe this dude wasn't all, all there, and that's fine. But you st you're being aggressive with me and telling me things over and over again. I don't care what the issue is. I'm going to start to correct it because I'll let it go for a minute, and I'm like, okay, that's enough. That's enough. You can identify a tree by its fruit. You can say, man, my fruit in that area is great. Some of you are strong in some areas, and some other areas you're like, it's rotten in this area. You ever been there? I have. I'm like, man, my fruit in that area, it tastes whack. <laughs> Nobody want that fruit. 
Are you all with me? Say, man, nobody would want my fruit in that area because it's funky. You ever mess with rotten fruit? Here's something else. This one's free. This is a freebie for you this morning. And have you ever noticed that funky fruit functifies the rest of the fruit? One bad apple is going to spoil the whole bunch. It's true, even chemically. You put a bad apple in a bag, bag of good apples, that junk leaks all over them, and they all start to go bad. So fruit's important. Jesus wouldn't have talked about it, all right? So number one, identify. You need to identify. Problem areas and areas of success. Number two, say, man, when is the best time to start a new habit? How about right now? People wait till, till January. It's so fascinating, man, because in January, I got people I ain't seen in years. They show up every year. Say, man, are you laughing at them? No, I'm not. It's just, it, it's a New Year's resolution. No, man, start now. Don't wait till January. Start now, right now. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2. Look at this. New habits, better ways of doing things, putting God first. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 6, 1 and 2. As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, this is what God says, I didn't say this. At just the right time, I heard you on the day of salvation. I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Say, later. Well, when? Well, let's wait. Why? Right? What are we waiting on? Let's go to Zechariah 4.10. Say, yeah, but I start now, and it's just, man, don't you just love workout examples? I'm telling you. For me, these are great examples. I'm, I'm on a, many of you have heard, even mentioned in the video, the intro to this series. I started a new workout program. But it all starts with one rep. It all starts with one, say, man, I don't, I'm not walking. It all starts with one step, right? Or one limp. However it starts for you. However it starts. Look at this. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. That's all I'm going to read to you from that. That is powerful. Don't despise, don't hate on small beginnings. Say, oh, man, this is nothing, man. I remember a guy in the gym years ago used to tell us when Barry and me, Barry and John used to go. I think his name was Roger. We'd walk in. He was cool, man. And he'd say, did you know what, bro? He said, he said the weight that's so hardest for people to work around here. Is, I said, which one? I thought he was going to give me something profound, like, like the bench press when it's got a lot of 45s on it. He said, no, it's that front door. <laughs> I said, this dude's deep. <laughs> he may need to speak on a Wednesday night, right? They can't even get in the front door of the gym. Or I can't even get in the, the door to my workout room and say, man, I, I don't even want to be in here. Most of the time, I just don't want to do it. But once I've started, guess what? I'm always glad that I did. I said, now I'm going to finish. Don't despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. To see the plumb line here. He's, he's talking about the beginning of rebuilding the temple. So that's powerful. Are you still with me? Now, let me hit this third point hard today. You say, man, so how do, I, how do I get into new habits? I identify problem and success areas. I got to start now. Today is the day of salvation. Today, oh, this is the one we don't like, is number three, and that's practice. Some people don't even want to go to practice, but they want to be on the starting five. Say, so I'm just going to be bad. I'm going to wake up at 1 p.m., squinting at the sun, and just be bad. Mm-mm. 
Nope. Got to practice. Look at Romans 10, 17. You're going to wonder and say, how, how does this verse relate? Look at Romans 10, 17. I'm going to read it to you in the New Living. And if they don't mind in the back, I'm going to have them read it in the New King James as well after this. So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Do you see the hearing and hearing? Okay, it's more clear in the New King James Version. Look, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I heard a man years ago, he said, faith comes by hearing and hearing. Hearing and hearing. Yesterday I did an upper body workout, and it's interesting how they have it in this program because it's reps for 50 seconds. And if you have to slow down, then slow down, but don't lose your form. Boy, that'll preach. People say, man, I'm going to do 10 chapters a day. Let's see how long that lasts. John and I have done some crazy Bible binges together. I, I believe 10 chapters a day will get you through the Bible in 90 days. 40 chapters a day, right, gets you through the Bible in about 30. And you're fit to be tied. It's crazy. I remember one time I was reading the Bible so hard, my wife said, I think it's putting you in a bad mood. <laughs> I felt stressed out. <laughs> that was counterproductive, but I got through I don't think I'll get any reward in heaven for that one. The Lord's like, and that Bible reading plan, cancel. <laughs> and he may, even, he may even go like that. I'll talk to you about it later. There was some other good stuff, but that was whack, right? I don't know what that was. You threw up a, you know, you ever throw, seen a junk layup, or they call it in, in working out, trash or garbage reps? It's like, that didn't even count. I'm curling, but I did this. <laughs> I've seen people do that in the gym. I'm like, now your back's hurt. Your arm's out of place. You may have fractured something. You may hit yourself in the head. No. <laughs> Let me go back, though. Ten chapters a day, you can't do that. You say, man, three's hard for me. And that's Pastor Staple. Get to the point where you do three chapters a day every day. You're through the Bible every year, the whole Bible in a year. But some folks, you just need to stick with one chapter a day for now and get that done. No garbage reps. Because that's what it becomes. And sometimes people are falling asleep in chapter 2 and 3. Wake up, thou that sleepest, my mom used to say. I think that's from Scripture. Do, no garbage reps. If it's, you're going to read the Word, do a chapter a day, but really do it. And another thing, this is for somebody, this is for practice here. Don't do this. The Bible's not a magical document, okay? It's an anointed and powerful, God-inspired document. Don't do this with the Bible. Let's see where I'm going to read today. My mom said, my mom told us years ago, she said, you may read something that talks about, uh, you know, Judas hanging himself. Don't do that. No, no. Oh, I, I knew a guy that used to do that. He said, no, man, I just, it's just God shows me, man. I'm going to just, okay. Then, you know what I mean? Just some random thing. No, you need structure. You need Here's some R words today, okay? Since we went to Romans for that, you need routine. Somebody say routine. You do. You need routine. Some of the worst times of my life were be, have been when I didn't have stuff scheduled, unless it was a scheduled rest day, but I didn't have stuff scheduled, and I didn't really know what I was doing with that part of the morning. That's terrible. That's how you get in trouble. That's how you get back to what? Not back to life, back to reality. You get back to what? Facebook, Right? I don't have anything else to do. I was supposed to be at work today. Let's just play video games all day. No. Uh-uh. To burn your mind out. 
They said this in the 80s, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Y'all remember that? That's right. People waste their minds on weird junk. Nuh-uh. Practice the right stuff. So you need routine. So in routine, there is repetition. Why do you think they call them reps? When you're, when you're working out in the gym, it's a rep. You say, man, it's only five pounds. Yeah, but it wasn't a garbage rep. It was a good rep. It was slow and calm, and you had good form, just like that one chapter of, Bible, of the Bible a day. Are you still with me? Y'all know about reps in this house. I know you do. And you know about repeating yourself to your kids, right? He said, I already told you. And I already told you. And I already told you. And I, Why do you repeat yourself? Because it's worth repeating. All right? So you've got to practice hearing and hearing, praying and praying, reading and reading, going and going. You say, man, many times people will talk so much and they need help and they need all this, but they won't even show up. I've had guys over the years, guys, no, guys, you say, no, you had one guy, no. I've had probably, I would say at least 100, 100 plus guys over the years that needed help. I knew they needed help, and they knew exactly what my Bible study was. I told them over and over again, but they said, I don't know what they wanted me to do. Anybody know about Lord of the Rings or anything like that? Y'all know a little bit? I don't know if they thought I was Gandalf. (laughs) Go, bing, you're... I'll do a wizard trick on them. You're fixed, bro. You ain't even got to go to Bible study. And your Bibles, just give them away. You don't even need them. No. No, you got to do the work too. People all the time see someone who's ripped and they go, man, I wish I looked like that. Hey, I know. Well, I've watched the Avengers movies. I get pumped up for about two days. I did, did some push-ups. I say, man, Thor looks amazing. Oh, I know. Some of you ladies blushed when he came on screen. I'm sure. Just, but that didn't just happen, did it? People want shortcuts, and you need to understand about changing habits is there's no shortcuts. No shortcuts. I wish I could just give you, and we talk about this all the time, it's a life hack. Yeah, well, that's a good way to do something better or whatever, but when it comes to God or renewing your mind, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no shortcuts. And it's day in, day out. It's wake up, read the word, and pray. Do the basics. The basics. Say, I'm a believer. It's hard to be a believer if you're not connected at church and you just don't care to read the word. It's hard to be a believer like that. That'll be, God, that'll be between you and God one day. But I'm going to tell you right now, how can you believe if you don't, remember, you don't do? Scripture says, be a, not only a hearer of the word, but a Doer of the word. Doers do. And don't keep doing the same old junk that led to the problems before, right? If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Remember? For better or for worse. So you need to identify areas that are problematic. You need to start now. Say, man, Pastor Matt, I feel pressured. No, that's between you and God. I'm going to give you the wisdom here and the truth and God's word, and that's between you and God. I love you, and do good with it. But if not, then there's a saying in Mexico years ago, I learned it in Spanish class, was tomorrow never comes. Mañana nunca viene. I will do that tomorrow. Ah, tomorrow. Well, you know what? Let's just, let's just do tomorrow. Let me give you one, just one, one little snippet here of an example. I'm a big gospel hip-hop fan. From the earliest days, people said, man, it was corny. Whatever, it's what we had. It was cuss, cussing free. 
And I, I never compromised on that. I, in high school, someone gave me an album, and it was full of language. I threw it away. I, and I think the dirtiest I ever got was Vanilla Ice Ice Baby. And I was quoting that one time, and Dad said, did you just say that? What did, what did he say? Throw that cassette away? I think I said H-E-L-L or something. I don't know. But I, I just never got into music with profanity like that and degrading women. I, it wasn't my thing. I never, ever, ever liked that. So I, I always followed Christian hip-hop. And there was a group. And you'll may laugh at the name. It almost sounds corny. But I remember when they showed up on the scene in 1994, 90, well, 93, 94, and they were called the Gospel Gangsters. Some of you are like, that sounds dumb. Hey, you should check into their stuff, though. It's legit. Even for that time, this guy, every time he rapped some bars, you could put that in modern rap. The dude had skills. His name, they called him Solo. Well, it's crazy. I don't know his life story. I don't know his life story. I knew he got saved. He was from like Compton, man. And these dudes were straight up G's. I'm talking dickies and baggy shirts and like throwing. After they got saved, they were throwing up Christian sets. I don't know what they did. I mean, these dudes, they were just gangsters, man. But when they'd rap, they'd talk about Jesus and they were tough. And people would say, why don't you dress better? Why don't? And, and Solo would say, because the boys in the hood wouldn't hear me in a silk suit. He said, I ain't going to show up to the crypts and go in with red and say, well, God changed me. I'm wearing red. He, no, he went in to them, and he was all things to all people, like the Apostle Paul said. So these guys, they were amazing. But it's sorry. I don't know the whole story, but there were some things Solo put off. I can't speak for his personal life. I really don't know. He put off doing some collaborations with other Christian artists. He put off writing. He put off... Well, during COVID, I guess God was really speaking to him. He was writing again. He was doing all kinds of stuff. He'd been out of the game for a while. And he started to call old friends, and he was getting re reconnected once again. I don't know all the details. But he calls somebody, and I think even everybody's heard about Lecrae that knows gospel hip-hop. Lecrae called him and said, we need to do a song together. Lecrae recently did a song with John Legend. So, I mean, he's, he's got a different platform now. All right? But... They, I feel like Solo had put so many things off. And he called a friend, said, man, we're about to do this. They had some tracks they were going to do. And it was like, and you know what? The next day he died of a heart attack. Now, I believe he went to heaven. I don't know all the details. But it broke my heart. I remember, man, this dude was just so talented. He was part of that group, the Gospel Gangsters. But man, I feel like just from what I've studied about his life, the little bit I know in interviews and stuff, I've been checking into it. I feel like he put off some stuff that could have been great. Say, oh man, for his name? No, for his life and for his calling. What are you putting off right now that you could start now and begin practicing today? What is it? I don't know, but man, why wait? Don't have a four-month plan for, I'm going to get back into it like, no, if you have a four-month plan, let there be practice in all of that. Every day there needs to be practice. I've watched people that lost weight. I've watched people that needed to get fit. I've seen, hey, don't, don't fool yourself. Not all skinny people are healthy, right? Not all people that have muscles are healthy. You need to do what's healthy for you. You need to cut out what you need to cut out of eating and stuff. But man, there, I'm telling you, the power of a walk, there's people that have lost all kinds of weight and gotten all kinds of healthy just by walking and starting to eat right. They, you got to practice. It starts with, don't despise those things. Say, man, I'm not doing 10 reps. 
Years ago, we knew a guy. He said, I'm not going to preach till I preach in front of thousands. Well, guess what? He never ended up preaching. Didn't start small. When y'all show up on a Sunday morning, I don't care if there's 40 or 140 or 240 of y'all, I'm going to preach like it's my last day of life. It's what God's given me. It's right now, and this is what counts right now. Stop being stuck in the past. Stop worrying about the future. Deal with today what God has given you right now. You start now and begin to practice. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Hearing and hearing. It's all by repetition, routine. You say, man, if I repeat myself enough, it's going to change everything. Mm, Not necessarily, but you can start to speak faith. Start to speak what's right and true and good today. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes, if you would, please. (laughs) Identify. Start now. Practice it. Is there anybody in the house who says, Pastor Matt, this this goes out to two, two different groups of people. You say, Pastor Matt, I've never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of my life. I've never really been saved. So when I die, I do not know where I'm going to spend eternity. That's number one. I just don't know where I'm going. If I, if I killed over in here like that gospel artist you talked about, if I just crossed over into the afterlife, I'm not sure where I'd go. If you've never accepted Jesus before, I want you to raise your hand in this house. I'm going to pray with you. Let's make sure you have made peace with God. Because sin is animosity toward God. Make sure you've made peace with God. So anybody here, you've never accepted Jesus, raise your hand. All right. Now this is for everybody else. You say, I've accepted Jesus, but I just need to recommit my life. I need to get right with God, man. I accepted Jesus before. I need to make sure I'm right with him. Would you raise your hand if you need to recommit your life today? God bless you. God bless you for your courage. I see hands going up. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. I see hands going up. You've had an experience with God, but, man, you've run. You've tried to hide. You've tried to just be stuck in your own stuff. I understand. Doing it our own way. I want everybody in the house to repeat this prayer today. Say, Heavenly Father, cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. I know that I'm right with God. By faith, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus is my Lord and Savior. But Lord, I need you to forgive me. I've failed you. I'm sorry. Cleanse me. Take away all this mess. Help me to make solid decisions. Help me to renew my mind. I know it's my responsibility, but I need your help. I believe. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Everybody looking at me now real quick. Just about done. Be honest with me. How many of you say, man, God's been speaking to me for a while, or you know for sure it was God, or you're like, I don't know what's going on, but I know I've needed to make some changes in my habits. Raise your hand this morning. That's great. Wow, such honesty. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Go ahead and close your eyes. Raise a hand toward the Lord if you're comfortable. Man, raise a hand toward the Lord if you're uncomfortable doing it. Just reach out for Him today.
I'm going to just pray, and you can agree with me. You can repeat it quietly to yourself, but I'm just not going to slow down. I'm going to just pray over you today. Father, you know everybody in this house. You know our lives. You know, you've known us since our mother's womb and before. Scripture says you called us before the foundations of the world, God. You called us so long ago, it's ancient times past. You had a plan for us. Now, Father, I know how you've spoken to us. People, sometimes we think that our, our conscience is just our conscience, but that's you speaking to us, God. That's you speaking to us, especially for those who've accepted Jesus and they're believers now. The Spirit of God is speaking to them and they think it's their conscience. Lord, deal with us in these areas, areas we've put off, areas we've fudged in, areas we've procrastinated in. Lord God, help us to get that right. New habits starting today. You've already empowered us. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We need your grace in this area. We've seen your grace, your empowerment to do right in so many other areas, God. Now we focus our faith on the area of changing our habits, if that means changing our lifestyle. That means doing something for our bodies. But for sure, God, it means doing something for our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. Help us with what we watch. Help us with what we listen to as believers. Help us with who we are around. Help us with what we are exposed to, God. Give us wisdom, and I pray that you convict us when we're around something we don't need to be around. Convict your people, God, when they're looking at something on Facebook or Netflix or whatever, and they don't need to be seeing it. I believe it was Job who said he wouldn't set, it, set his... Ah, it was the Old Testament. I better not misquote that. But it was in the Old Testament. I will set my eyes on no vile thing, no evil thing. I won't set my eyes on any evil thing. That needs to be us, God. We don't need to listen to evil things or look at evil things. And God, I know you've called us to you. You've called us to be different. This has been a crazy year. But Lord, you've been sorting some things out in our lives. You've showed us the importance of you this year. And how important you are when everything has been sifted and every, all the dust settles, God, we see that we still need you more than ever. We need you more than ever, God. We call on the name of Jesus today. We call on the name of Jesus today, God. Strengthen us, deliver us, empower us, God, by your grace. You promised already and we receive it today. Help us to make new habits for your kingdom, for our lives. If we'll make good choices in our lives that line up with the word, God, it's always for your kingdom, and for our benefit. We thank you today, Father. In Jesus' name, somebody said, amen. amen. Let's give the Lord a clap offering today.